It's the most disregarded warning label of all time, and I woke up fine this morning. That conversation in the third segment of the My Second Act podcast. My name is Cadillac Jack. I joined Atlanta Radio when I was 19 years old, put in a loyal 26 years. Welcome to my second act, the first episode of 2021. My name is Dawn and I'm Caddy's wife. And I read this article the other day that if you remember your dreams, then they mean something to you. Like they mean more than just the usual. Like sometimes, you know, you have a dream and you're like, did I dream that? I don't really remember what I dreamed. It was kind of weird. But if you remember your dream, you know, pretty much start to finish then it really has some kind of impact on your life and it means something. So I was telling you, I had this crazy dream, which I'm not going to get into, um, about Justin Bieber. Me and Justin Bieber were married. I didn't even know if we were married. We were just dating, which is inappropriate because we're varied ages. Light years apart. And it was kind of a filthy dream, if I'm honest with you. And so when I woke up, I was like, well, I was like, am I married to Justin Bieber? Oh, no, I'm not. And I love you and I'm glad that I'm married to you. But it was like my whole life, I was like on tour, I had this exciting life, and I woke up, and I'm like, I gotta change the cat box, I'm still here, it's 2020, sort of, bleeding into 2021, things seem to be the same, ugh. All right, then. Let's pick it up a little bit, maybe. Um, But but I'm just saying, like, I I was just like, have you ever had a dream, and you are- All the time. But you want to go back to your dream? All the time. Yeah. Really? No. Of course. But have you ever woken up from a dream, and you're like- you want to go back to the dream. Like, yeah. 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 Oh, okay. Well, there are those. But then, well, do the, tell. The, huh? Not enough time in the world. But but there are those dreams, though, that, that when you wake up, you're relieved. Yeah, sometimes you know? it's scary. I mean, it, it can be very scary. Yes. And, and then had... throughout the day, you're trying to piece it together, and yes. you just can't do it. Your mind won't let you go back there, which is probably not a bad thing. Yeah, like self-protecting. So. Have you ever had a dream where you couldn't wake up? Yeah, and you wanted to. Yeah, yeah. and it's like scary. Yes. Yes. Welcome. Hey, Alexa, play Cadillac Jack. The most recent episode of this podcast is going to begin to play, whether you're at home or whether you are in the office. We're going to put the spurs to 2021 with a new Spotify hype song playlist. This is very exciting. We're going to start with two brand new songs, just like we did this time last year. Yeah. And, and it's going to be called the new playlist. Uh-huh. Do not, and don't forget about the old playlist because the old playlist is awesome. There's probably. I think there's like nine hours, eight, eight, nine hours worth of music on there. And it's every song from 2020 that we chose as our hype song. Right. So what's different about this? So one? this one, we're going to flip it because okay. it's 2021. Right. Everything needs to be We're going to play all the songs in reverse? No. We're starting, flip it? Nope. Okay, no. we're starting a whole new playlist and it's going to be the Donna and Caddy hype song playlist. <laughs> I, I'm... I'm missing that on the run of show. Yeah, no, so we're going to switch it around because that's the thing in 2021. Anything you did in 2020, you have to flip. Flip it on its side. You don't want to be doing the same things you were doing in 2020. You don't want to bring that negativity or that energy in. And the Hype Song playlist is not negative. It's very happy and lighthearted. So There are a couple of dingers. There was a couple of dingers that you put on. But in 2021, you just have to remember it's going to start, you know, it'll build slowly because it's two songs each episode. So are you excited about that? So it will be the Donna and Caddy hype song. So it's no longer alphabetical. A, B, C, Caddy, D, Donna. Yeah. It's It'll be the Donna D, and Donna, Cadillac. D, Donna, C, Caddy. Donna and Cadillac. All right. I'm going to add, I mean, I hate to 
Yeah. Talking about being positive and, and, and we all want to be that with the new year, but let's also come to the realization that it's not like on New Year's Eve at midnight, we ripped off a Band-Aid and 2020 is going away. The first half, if not more, of 2021 is going to be like the second half of 2020. Ugh. Well, come on. It's the truth, though. I mean, yeah. it's not like we all took a magical bean on New Year's Eve and the world's a different place. The world is is probably in, in worse condition than it was when we left it on New Year's Eve. But we have hope. Of course we do. With the, yes. And, and, I, and that's, that's the focus. But it's not like. It's just all magically gone. Right. Yeah. Right. I think, do you think there are some people who, who kind of thought that way or wanted to Maybe think that way? Maybe as, as late in 2020 as October? Yes. Yeah. If after October you thought that 2021 was going to magically become your year, <laughs> then I think you're not in reality. Well, there's still time though for 2021 to become your year. It may just not be in January. It's, it, it's not going to be October 2021. Okay. I mean, it's going to be another long, long year, Donna. I don't think so. Let's don't go there. Fauci says fall. Okay, wait. Let's stop. We don't want to. There's a new strain. This is okay. Stop. This well, come is the on, first. I, mean, I think that you have to be realistic. <laughs> this is the first show of the year. We're right, trying to well, bring hope. Let me go ahead and throw out my hype song then, okay. because uh, going through the big D from country artist Mark Chestnut. Oh, going I love through the that big one. D, and I don't mean Dallas. And I don't mean Dallas. Yeah. Divorce. D i v o r c. Mark Chestnut. One of those artists that when you would go see Mark Chestnut in concert and. We'll have to get some research done. I think that he's still with us. Well, for heaven's sakes, we need to know I that. I meant to put a Google on it before I pulled in Okay, listening to Mark Chesna. Because it, it's just like you listening right now. Maybe it hit you like, I wonder if he's still alive. He's pretty, I hope that he is. Yeah, well, he's pretty young, isn't he? So um, he had so many hits. You go see him like at a country club and you just be like, oh, he could play for hours. I know. Hours and hours. I had somebody reach out to me on social media pretty recently and said that they had seen, the last time they saw me was at the triple, the triple cowboy hat tour. At Mama's Country Showcase on Co- on Covington Highway in Covington, Georgia, which is a suburb east of Atlanta, and it was Mark Chesnut, Tracy Lawrence, and like Ken Mellons. Stop. And I know for a fact that I was not in a good place that night. And I thought, you know what? This person remembers that from eighteen years ago, and that's what they've had to go on that's for eighteen terrible. years. That I was sideways on everything but roller skates. Mm. Mm-hmm. So I apologize. The triple that. hat tour. Yeah, something like that. It's Crown Royal was the sponsor. Of I remember. Course. I remember. Well, I've told you the story about Mama's Country Showcase was one of those like. They had snipers on the roof. Yeah, they were like a famous country bar in Atlanta. You have them in every city that you're listening to. And back in the 90s, in, in the early 2000s, it was like the place to be. And so that was one of my accounts when I worked at the radio station as a salesperson. And I would go and you would go, walk into the door and it'd be like creak the door open and you know it's daylight outside maybe pitch black dark inside and you're standing in like your 90s power working woman suit which i had on it was like a pastel pink and i had like the shoulder pads and you couldn't walk because your feet your little shoes your sensible heels would get stuck to the floor and you just sort of have to stand where you are because of all the i don't even know what beer and alcohol and everything on the floor and you just sort of stand there wait for somebody to come get you they'd be like can i help you you're like i'm here for the cash that sounds seedy that whole well, story. It was. Well, mamas wasn't seedy. It wasn't. Let's be careful. It wasn't that every nightclub during the day when you walk into it was a little seedy. It smelled like the night before. The floors were a little sticky. And you had to wait for your cash because most nightclubs and bars and restaurants pay for advertising and marketing in CIA. dollar bills. Cash in advance. Yeah. That was the rule. Yeah. For the radio stations we worked at. Yeah. Mamas, mom. What do your thing? Mamas, mamas, mamas. Don, it was cowboys. I know, but you did something for mamas too. 
I did a lot for mamas. Yeah. What they used to do at mamas is they had hospitality night on Sunday nights, much like American Pie, which was a legendary club here in Atlanta on Roswell Road. And on Sunday nights, they would pay me money. They would pay me cash to come out. And just mingle? No. I don't know if I should share the story or not. But um, Didn't you host some yeah. part? What was it? Yeah, well, it was industry night. Oh. And so all the dancing people oh. would come over. But it would be like 1 o'clock, one thirty until they would get there. From the shoe show. Yes. And if uh-huh. they were going to enter this contest that I was being paid cash to MC. Mm-hmm. They had to go in the back. Not had. Let's be careful with our words here. Mm-hmm. They were invited mm-hmm. to go in the back and get comfortable and drink shots of liquor for free, so that when they got out on stage, what a mess! You're like, a father. They like Caroline when I was a You're twelve a year old. What a mess! Huh? You are a father. What a seedy story. Well, that's a downer. I mean, <laughs> I, I was reliving my mama's industry night, what hospitality night. Seedy story. All right, going through the big D Mark Chestnut. Yes, adding it to the hype song. I am adding uh, Carrie Underwood, Smoke Break, from her album Storyteller. I got to tell you this. I am not, I like Carrie Underwood as a person. I don't mean this to sound bad. I'm not a huge Carrie Underwood fan. It's just a fact. You know, there's some artists that you love and some artists you don't. And I have never been, I don't know, I've never been a huge Carrie Underwood fan. I think she can sing amazingly. Sometimes that high register gets up there. And we've said this before. One time, I forgot what the award show was. She was hitting a note and it broke our TV. Broke the picture tube. Did. Yeah. So she, it, it can be a little. Shrill. Shrill. But I mean, she's an amazing singer. And I know I don't want the Carrie Underwood, what, I don't know what they're called, the underwears to come after me or something. You know, her fans. <laughs> so I, I, I just, she's just not, I mean, I have different artists that I love, but I love this song, Smoke Break. And the thing that I will say about Carrie Underwood, and I've said this to you a lot, um, when she sings like, which she is a huge fan of like 80s and 90s rock and roll power rock. When she sings that stuff, like a foreigner song or a Joan Jett. Joan Jett, she blows it out of the water. And she's so animated on stage. And then sometimes I think when she's singing her stuff, she's very reserved and kind of automatic. It's kind of weird. But she, the girl has got some, she's got some groove and some pipes. Because you'll see her, she'll prance around that stage in like a pair of leather mini shorts when she's singing like that 90s, you know, rock and roll music. It's it's awesome. So this song, Smoke Break, kind of reminds me of that. It's kind of like a, sounds like kind of a rock and roll anthem from those days. So that's what I'm adding. So there's only two songs on the new Donna and Caddy. It will build hype song, But it was going to build. Yeah. It's gonna and build. that's the uh, the Caddy and Donna. No. The Donna huh? and Caddy. Donna. Might yes. take me a while to. Yeah. You'll get it. Commit that to memory. It's a simple search on Spotify. And you're going to find uh, six minutes of music. Yep. So have at it. Let's, um. Let's have a conversation about not insisting that people you're with when you enter a restaurant and put hand sanitizer on that they smell it, that you get in their face and say, oh my gosh, it smells horrible, smell of it. Let's not do that anymore as we enter the new year. Are you speaking to me? Yes. Oh. And everybody does it. Though. Oh my God, this smells horrible. Come here and smell this. It smells like why, why, why do I want, right, but whether it's tequila or anything, it doesn't even necessarily have to be hand sanitizer. If you don't like it, the smell of it, just to, if you're that over the top about it, just assume I'm not going to like it. Pardon me. <laughs> just, I'm just fell out of my pants. Says the man who didn't shower the other day and said, Donna, do I smell? Donna. Mm-hmm. Do I smell? Donna. Mm-hmm. This is my segment. Uh-huh. Still. Okay. So let's not do that. Because a lot of them do smell like tequila. And not many of us need to be taken back to that night of the Sigma Kappa Mixer in college, which was the night that you had to stop drinking tequila. 
Yeah, yeah, you know? Brown, yeah, brown. But why tequila. do you do that? Why do you run up to somebody with, yeah. "Oh my God, this is horrible! I'm going to throw up." Smell this. <laughs> It's so true. You know, the thing with hand sanitizer is in the old days, pre-corona, you weren't so free to just use any restaurant's hand sanitizer. You know what I mean? Because you're kind of like, like, think about it pre-COVID, if you can even take your mind there. You almost thought like, okay, is the hand sanitizer for the workers, for staff, yeah. or staff? You know what I mean? Like, you would know You'd more. you sneak a pump, though, if you could. Maybe. But you would no more like just go up and randomly start bathing in it. And now it's almost like, like if you don't have hand sanitizer, you know, but some of them, because it's so expensive, they're mixing their own, like with alcohol and stuff. And like, I think here's the thing too, the bigger the bottle, the worse the smell, you know, because it's when, the, when it's Bulk. that gigantic yeah. pump thing. And the problem too with the pump is you don't know where it's going to go. Like you want it to go in your hands, but like it's like Hitch I had one the eye. other day, it, hit, it sprayed my entire, and I'm like, okay, great. Now at one o'clock in the afternoon, I smell like mama's. Like I smell like tequila, you know, and I, I had no interest in this. So you're right. But Let, let's, I just, mm -hmm. I like for you to, like, I want to like share my experience. I'd rather you didn't. Mm -hmm. The other day you walk up to me oh, with the, the, the canister from the vacuum cleaner, which is clear. That's a whole nother conversation we're going to have. And you say to me, look at this. Look at all the fur and hair. Why? Why? Just like, no, I don't want to smell your your, your yucky sand. I don't want to see the can. Why is that thing clear to begin with? So that you thing can, should, So you can see. No one needs to see in that canister of your Dyson vacuum. Oh, my God. I love it. Are you kidding? It's like instant gratification for those of us with OCD because the minute you vacuum all that stuff up, you're like, look, look what I got. Well, but you don't empty it. You don't empty it for months. No, that's not true. I empty it. I empty it after the down. Don't say that. I empty it after the downstairs. And then before I go upstairs, I have a clean canister. Are you kidding? As OCD as I am, like I'm going to carry that stuff around for a month. Let's drape it in something. What? Like a little mini towel Paint or something? Something, the canister. Hmm. Look at this. Look at how gross this is. Smell this. It smells gross. Why? <laughs> All right. Let's quickly fulfill the music um, portion of the podcast since we're classified as a semi-music podcast by Apple. Blake Shelton. Listen, and you know I would love to jump on a beat Blake Shelton wagon and, and have it every opportunity, if not created my own through the years. Blake is catching some some slap for uh, a song that he performed. It was during uh, the, the NBC thing, the New Year's Eve thing with Carson Daly, I think. Because he, NBC's the voice, so yeah, everybody keeps there their together. Yeah. horses in their own stables on New Year's Eve. Um, Blake performed a new song called Minimum Wage. I, For full disclosure, we didn't watch New Year's Eve on NBC. We watched Andy and Anderson on CNN, which we've done for years now. We jumped the shark on those two on CNN. Um, but there's a line in the in the song... And he's catching a lot of, 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 of backlash about it. What was it? Did we write? We didn't write it down. Well, what so the song is called Minimum Wage, and it's about his love for her is better than something like better than minimum wage or whatever. So all the people who have been unemployed during the pandemic, or not all the people, because that'd be a whole lot of people, but some people came at Blake Shelton and said, again, as we talked before, that it was tone deaf and it wasn't responsible for him to talk about this. This is an example where I do not agree. I think we are way too sensitive. God bless you. Thank you. Yeah, don't you? I do. I think as a country, like we're so sensitive now about everything that is said or done or it's just like enough already. I can't find the video though. They made a big deal 
about the fact that Gwen Stefani's third cousin shot the video. <coughs> Sorry, her brother Todd. Was it him? That's okay. the most fascinating part of this whole story. Why is that fascinating? Did you know Gwen Stefani had a brother named Todd? I mean, should I know that Gwen Stefani had a brother? No, but it was just weird. Like, Todd? She's Gwen Stefani. Todd? All right. Well, he, he shot the video for the song, but he, Blake released it supposedly on New Year's Eve, but I can't find it anywhere. I think that it's been removed. For maybe because of the backlash. Todd know. removed it. All right. Like, wouldn't you think Gwen Stefani's brother would be named like Angel or Raphael or something? Well, he also directed the video for Happy Anywhere. Todd. For them. So I mean he's been around, but I guess now he wants some credit. Now yeah, he's saying like anytime re- you talk about the video, you need to throw my name out there. For his sis. removed video. Well, I was telling you, so I got a card from a couple of people, different people, a Christmas card where they had on masks. And I think it's kind of part of 2020. And I heard some people saying that. So they were, I guess they were talking about it on a show or something where that seemed to be a trend for people to send Christmas cards. With I would not masks. have sent one without a mask had we done Christmas cards. Yeah. And people didn't. were like, it's so insensitive to what's gone on in 2020. It's like people making a mock of people wearing masks. And I'm like, how do you know that was their intention? Maybe it was just to capture a moment in time. And that's what it is. And it's hopefully a, a moment capsule. that will never live again. Because I think Christmas cards, like when I go back through ours, they are kind of like a time capsule. You know, of what was going on in your life at that time. So, I don't know. I think everybody just needs to calm down a little bit. Chill out a little bit. Just a little. What What does this say about me? I have not received a single text or phone call for political reasons either now or even back during the general election, leading up to the general election in November. I have not received a, I'm not kidding, I've not received a single text or phone call from Warnock from Leffler, from David, or from John. Well, I have. I've received, and I tell you what, all the time. What does that mean, though? Do I have they a... They don't want se- you. Yeah. You have FOMO for political reasons. You have FOMO that I'm getting all these texts, because that's another thing that I share with you all the time. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm getting spammed, like, left and right by my friends, all of my friends. And, and here's the one that started lately. They know I didn't early vote, which that's scary, too. And they're like, it looks like you haven't voted yet. Make sure you're, you know, do, then I got one that asked me if I need a ride to the polls. And I almost said yes, because I just want to see what pulls up. You know, like, is it going to be like a Scooby van and they're going to scoop me up and stick me in there? Like, what, what is it? Is it an ice cream truck? It's an Impala. Is it a hoopty? What is it? <laughs> what is it? Like, what are they going to pick me up in? Okay, but, but, but back to my phone number and why I'm not included. But why am I, why am I not inclusive to... My state. They don't want your vote. That's not true. But but why why is my number not out Maybe there? Maybe you opted out of something. I've and never opted out. I wouldn't know how to opt out if I had to. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know because I'm getting them like crazy. Crazy. And they send them I to you. I feel unwanted. See, you have FOMO. And they send them to you like they're your friends. They're very smart how they do it. They start off with, hey, it's Stephanie. And I'm like, oh, what's she doing? And then I'm like, I don't know, Stephanie. <laughs> you know? <laughs> what's all Stephanie up to? And then I'm like, I don't know a Stephanie. But they pick names like you would know, like, hey, it's Debbie. I'm like, oh, boy, what's Debbie up to right now? And then I'm like, oh, it's not that Debbie. It's Debbie who wants to pick me up. And take me to vote for and John And take me to Osolf. vote, yes. All right, if you're listening on Upload Day, today is Tuesday, January 5th. And in the state of Georgia today, a big piece of business uh, as we head to the polls. Well, the um, fate of the country depends on it. it well, the, the U.S. Senate. Well, okay, yeah, I guess depending on how you look at it, yes. Yeah, that's what they say. Um, here's why we're in the quandary that we're in today. Uh, we have two runoff elections that will determine control of the U.S. Senate, which is currently at the uh, helm of Republicans. In the general election back in November, um, there needed 
everybody had to have this percentage. I will say 50%. I don't know. Don't quote me on this. Okay. Um, Republicans only win. I don't know. We're not going to go into all that because I could probably get it wrong. And today's a very important day. Just go vote. Just go vote. Vote. If something happens, U.S. Vice President-elect Kamala Harris gets a deciding vote and the Democrats win. Something like that. Well, everyone should just vote. If you didn't learn anything from the last general election, it is that your vote counts. If you were one of those people who always said, eh, it doesn't count, doesn't count, doesn't matter, it does matter. So go vote. You've heard the number $400 million in conversations that we've had recently in TV and radio advertising promoting the candidates and their agendas. That number is now at $490 million. $90 million has been dumped into these campaigns for advertising um, in the past month. Now, what could that money have done for a country? Create more TV ads. Yeah. How could our television stations in Atlanta have survived without political advertising? What ha- you, know, you know much more about advertising and how it works than I do. Are there companies that were bumped, were there products or whatever that were bumped in the month of December to make room for all of the political sure. here in Georgia? Yeah, it can be. I mean, there's a standard rate that you have to charge. You can't charge one candidate more money than the other. And there's, you cannot turn down their advertising. Yeah, well, no. I mean, there there were certain ads that you could edit this season because they had some unsavory words in them. So, well, what sound bite specifically from yeah, Reverend Warnock. That, that right. That could be edited. But Kelly no, you cannot... Bit you cannot take one candidate over another. So, you, you know, if you have to clear inventory to make that happen, then like you have Like Home Depot to get in yeah. a, a John Ossoff commercial. At, at half, the, half the rate, probably. Well, the political rate's pretty good, usually. I mean, it's not, you can't take advantage of the situation, but it's not the lowest of the rate card. The, it's usually determined in advance by the station. And there's one person usually at every television station or every radio station that handles political advertising because you... You can't give out all these different rates. It's a pretty standard procedure. And they have they go back and audit the files to make sure. I mean, you have to keep it. It's a very rigorous situation. You know, there have to be affidavits. Things have to be done. It's not just willy-nilly taking ads. But I will say, in a year that was, you know, horrific for broadcast TV and radio, it probably did potentially save a lot of jobs by having this runoff because there was a lot of money dumped in. A lot of money. I mean, you just said. $490 million. Yeah. If you're in Georgia today, get out and vote. V-O-T-E. A lot of people, ourselves included, are using the new year in 2021 to hit the reset button. There are a lot of things going on, obviously, that continue that we have no control of. But there are certain things that you can get control of. One of those for our family is we have just gotten out of control with eating out. Out of control. Specifically during the past two weeks over Christmas and New Year's. Just super lazy. Crazy. It is. I mean, you you get up and you walk out and you go, that was 120 bucks that I didn't need to spend. And it wasn't very good. Wasn't very good. And now that money's gone, I'm not going to get that back. Yeah. Yeah. No, we have to stop. And I know when we get out of control, we always get out of control at the end of the year. It just happens. Multiple times a week, though. I've I've been, because we we did very well, I think, during the pandemic, Mm -hmm. because everybody's kind of forced to. Yeah. But we really got kind of out of control in the past month. Yeah. Specifically. No, we've got to get it back together. And Dinner Fair is going to help us do that. We've got some great meals in our freezer. And um, it just it's like so comforting to eat at home, too. What we've been saying lately is, and it's nothing against restaurants, but it's just the way you have to eat out. You know, by the time they cook it, 
you go pick it up, you bring it back in styrofoam to your house. It's just not as good. It's and not there's something good. missing. There's something missing. Order's not right. You know, so do yourself a favor. You don't have to do a lot of sides with dinner affair. We usually do one or two sides. Um, and you have dinner on the table in 30 minutes. Healthy, nutritious, and, you know, your family's going to love it. If you have have heard us talking about dinner, uh, dinner affair, and we're so grateful for their sponsorship of this podcast since the beginning, You've heard us talking about dinner affair and and you haven't made the call. You haven't gone online to check out the menu. This is the time to do that because in 2021, as we hit the reset button together, uh, there's a very generous offer from dinner affair, $30 off your first order. That does not matter uh, which dinner package you choose. And there are many to choose from depending on the size of your family and how many servings of each meal that you'd like. But you go online to dinneraffair.com once a month and you pick the dinners that you like to prepare. Shrimp scampi, chicken cordon bleu, blackened pork tenderloin with au jus. Mm. Au jus pairs that, well with anything. Au jus is my love au language. Au jus is a, it can, can be a dish within its own. Yeah, just pour it in a bowl and drink sop. it. Sop. Have you ever heard the word sop? Sop it up in your au jus. That's a southern term. $30 off your first order. New promo code for 2021 to get that offer. All right. Caddy Reset 2021. Caddy, C-A-D-D-Y. Reset 2021 for $30 off your order today at dinneraffair.com. Dinneraffair.com. Love to communicate with you between episodes of the podcast. We do that on the podcast text and voicemail line. Very easy to uh, dial, and it comes straight to my phone, 770-464-6024. Did have several people reach out that blow dry their entire bodies. Mm. Men that do. I did not have a single woman, Donna, respond that says they put uh, they just don't want to admit deodorant that, under yeah, their okay. They just didn't want to admit boobies. it. Yeah. Yeah, they do. Include your name and city so we can give you a proper pod peep salute i want to acknowledge melanie hale bailey who lives in the north georgia mountains who gets three punches on her card um i don't know what that gets her we'll find something for you melanie when you fill up your entire card because uh i saw three times on facebook during the holidays where she would tag people that were looking for hey podcasts. i'm looking i'm looking for and that's what we need it's like multi-level marketing there is no payoff yeah but it's like multi-level and marketing. melissa did that too melissa hunt yeah you know a couple different melissa different yeah. melissas yeah all the Melissas that, that yes. tagged us too. When, when they had friends or yes. people on their page say, hey, I'm looking for some new podcasts. Yeah. What, do you, what do you recommend? That means the world to us. And that's uh, just one small way that you can help us um, and show our sponsors some love. Gallery Furniture Gainesville, dinneraffair.com, the Hertz My Car Program, guests of the Cadillac Jack My Second Act podcast. Yes, in 2021, they're still staying at the all two. <laughs> Well, they basically, they live there now. Even Hotel at Avalon steps in world-class shopping, dining, and entertainment. But the good news is. Part of the IHG hotel group the good news is we are going to start featuring a guest once a month once a month so it, we're going to start getting these guests over here surprise shorty because they want to get out of out of the hotel you know that one from tiktok <laughs> no i don't watch tiktok anymore i won't talk about it so go ahead all right well i've told you let's just get into this for a okay. minute with the tiktok uh, i i do not like tiktok anymore i i don't you're on the wrong talk i I, but we've talked about this before. Go on kid talk. Go um, on farm talk. Go on animal beaver talk. I don't talk. know how to Be careful get with there. That one, but go on uh, animal but, talk. But I don't know how to get there. And I'm sick and tired of seeing these young kids dancing provocatively. Where are their parents? In, in short shorts. I don't, and I'm going to say this. I stopped watching it because it's driving me crazy. Because as an adult, I don't feel comfortable watching it. And as a mom, I don't want my, my girls are not on TikTok doing that, but I don't. I wouldn't want them watching my kids. I wouldn't want some creepy person at home scrolling. I, I have to say, and I know people think TikTok is fun, and I'm sure it is parts of it, but.
But I also think that it is like the new, I told you, I think it's like a new pedophilia. And I know people are going to come at me, but I don't like it. If you, if you're not on the pages you're on, like the army one and the behind the scenes stuff, and I don't know how to get there. I don't know if I need to set up a new account because I never asked to see kids dancing. I don't have an account either. Yeah, I don't have an account. I saw some guys on New Year's Eve, some guys, some, some men and women, sailors with the U.S. Navy on New Year's Eve that were in the middle of the Pacific on a U.S. Navy submarine that had floated to the top for the first time in months, they all said. They'd not seen the light of day, Donna. And on New Year's Eve, this massive whale of metal, part of our United States military makes you so proud, rises to the top of the Pacific and appear these sailors, these soldiers for our country that protect us. And they're sliding off the top of the submarine into the ocean. Okay, see, Where else that. are you going to see that? National Nat Geo is not going to get you that close to the bloodline of our country, which is America. No, and I love that. You just like stirred me up there. I love it. I want that. Tractor talk, farm talk. They're getting ready to, to, to plant something in the Midwest. Okay, well, I don't have that. I have little kids like telling, you, telling <laughs> other kids how to jewel and not let their parents find it. All right. Like that's what I've got, which has created this anxiety as a parent of like, what is really going on out there? So if I was on the farm talk or the, you know, I know that they, some of the reporting from Nashville. Police talk. Yeah. I can't I've learned there. to get a lot of news from, from TikTok. Maybe if and I And I know start- that sounds crazy and that's laughable maybe to some, but I have. The, the best video I saw of the Nashville bombing on Christmas morning was on TikTok because these business owners would post- yeah, I don't didn't mean to sound insensitive. The best footage, and I, was, no, I, I know mean that at all. But the most breaking news. Yes, but Correct. but these business owners that have surveillance cameras that were in that area that own businesses would post their video. Yeah, of in in real time, and you could actually hear that that message that recording in the background i think what someone told me i needed to do is go in and follow a bunch of because i don't follow anyone so i I need to follow a bunch of animal accounts and then it will flip my algorithm algorithm. is what it's called because i need my algorithm flipped don't we all Mm -hmm. amen to that would you tell your wife that you killed her dog well i would hope so that's the i would not okay all right listen to me you're you're fast off the trigger on that. You're going to tell me that you you had to admit when you ran over Roscoe. That's different. I had to admit that. Here's what happened. We're watching No Judgment podcast, right? We're watching The Real Housewives of Dallas, which I've never watched. Now Potomac, I'm in. Atlanta, eh, new season's underway. Salt Lake, you say it's crazy. Nutbags. I have no desire for OC now that uh, Tamara's gone. Okay. And uh, what else is there? A lot of them. New Jersey, New York. I love them all. Anyway. All right. I'd never seen Dallas before, and there's a storyline in an episode that we watched recently, and the the wife went away to Fashion Week in New York City. Imagine that during a pandemic, which I didn't even know they this had. This was pre-pandemic. Was it? Okay. And she had this little dog that, of course, she dressed up and put in a stroller and, and, and just, you know, that type. Come on. It's Real Housewives of Dallas. She went to Fashion Week in New York. Her, she comes home, or her husband sends her a text and says, your dog died. Now, she loved this. Again, she loved this coddled dog. this dog. Yes. Probably a very expensive dog. Your dog died. And he sends a picture of the dog, like the dog. But okay. So with his tongue out. Because he stiff, didn't give the dog the medicine. He admitted to her that he forgot to give the dog a pill. And that her dog died because he didn't get, I wouldn't reveal that. I'd let that go. I cannot believe Is that you. wrong? Yes. How is that wrong? Tell, talk to me and tell me how that's wrong. Because you're lying. But like the you dog killed died. an animal. You don't Be- need to know. Because that- of your negligence? It's like you with the tree. Again, ambivalence. Or, or do you see the theme here? Ambivalence. Ambivalence. 
That is called ambivalence. If you kill something or someone, you have to come clean. You don't have to. Oh, my gosh. Yes, you do. You would have never known. She would have never known. So that this little Yorkie. So she's going to come home and grieve this dog. Natural and causes. He's standing there. Natural mm-hmm. causes. Went out for this dog. Went out for a walk, and it got a little dehydrated and 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 walked a little far. Came back and died in its bed. It happens. Dogs die of natural causes. There was no need. What is his husband's name? Court. C O R T. Court. Court. Strange. Um, Court did not need to throw himself under the bus. His wife would have never known that he forgot to get. It happens. It's like you forget to water your wife's plants when she goes to see her Uh mother out of town and they die Mm -hmm. and what is the last thing that she said to you before she walked out the door do not kill my plants do you think she told court before she got on a plane and flew from dallas fort worth on southwest to laguardia do not kill my dog no but it happened okay and i told you the other day that i think this happened to us with fudge i went to a travel softball tournament i was gone for four days in myrtle (laughs) beach had both girls you were home with will and fudge ended up in the emergency vet because they said he was severely dehydrated again fudge knows how to drink from the toilet bowl as most pets learn to do they're very instinctive i mean you about they learn to do that when they when they're dehydrated and then they're about to die because they've had no water they know it's instinctual they go to the bathroom and they drink out of the potty so, Fudge yeah. wasn't there yet. He was in bad shape. Yeah, fifteen hundred dollars later All right, from the emergency. Moving right event. on to um You might want to water your cat, lady. All right. Salt Lake. You don't talk about these crazies real oh quick. Oh my gosh. Well, I was to asking you, so I have been watching this. Uh so Salt Lake is the newest it's just a train wreck in every city, and it's just mindless TV that I can put on as like background noise. But so Salt Lake, the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City debuted. And I said to you after I watched a couple of episodes. What is like one like thing or situation that you want to like you wish you could be a part of or you want to know more about, but it's kind of like either out of reach or not reasonable. And I said to you, I am fascinated by this FDLS, like this Mormon, the Mormons in Salt Lake City. What's that stand for? I don't even know. I don't know. We'll look it up. But like they, how they all own everything and like they own the bank and they own the school and they they're but they're all so wealthy. And like, listen, if you're Mormon and you're listening, I'm not talking about like there's different kinds of Mormons, like the little house on the prairie Mormons with the long like skirts and stuff like that, that there's different sects of Mormonism. But this these are like these uber wealthy it's almost like I told you like Scientology, which I'm also fascinated by. Now, don't get it twisted. I'm not going to go. I'm a believer. I'm not going to go become a Mormon or a, and, and if you are, I think it's great. Maybe you can like enlighten us more on this. I'm not going to become a Scientologist, although I, I think it's just fascinating. Like when you drive by that sign, the Church of Scientology. You want to go in for a ham sandwich. Yes. Which Did now, you know you get one? I, yes, I told you that because I went to call on them as an advertiser and you get like some sweet tea and a sandwich and they try to lure you in. Mm hmm. And they run your tags while you're in the parking lot. I didn't say that. I'm not getting in this because this, the, I'm, I'm not getting involved with this because this is like, Scientology is like the mafia. When I worked in radio here in Atlanta, for years, our studios were at the corner of Johnson Ferry and Glenbridge. And they're right there. And the, the, the main Atlanta campus or Scientology is just behind that, that area on Roswell Road. Mm-hmm. And we had two people that worked at the sports station. They'd go over there for lunch and get them a ham sandwich. And pretend like they wanted to be part of the movement. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not talking about. I'm not. I'm not talking about any of these people because they'll come after you. I love them all. Scientologists, Mormons, everyone. Right. But I just find it fascinating. Like, what do you like? Cirque du Soleil. That's another one. Uh, you know what mine I've is? I've always wanted to be a you performer. Know what mine is? mine yeah. is the Rockettes. 
You want to be a Rockette? You know, I, I just think it's fascinating what Rockettes do. Yeah. The athleticism. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh-huh. What? Yeah, it's fascinating. No, that's what I'm saying. Is that their only job? Exa- that's what I'm talking about. Like, that's the stuff you want to know. Do they work out as a group at Orange Theory? Or do they have personal trainers? Or do they train as a group at Radio City Music Hall? Is there an age that they age out? What do they do January through October? Well, they still perform, I think, at Radio City Music Hall. They just They're not just the, Christmas? They don't know. They don't just do I the, thought that they just came out like like the elf on the shelf at Christmas. I don't think so. They, they work year-round? Yes. I, I had no idea. Are you kidding me? I think so. I'll tell you another one I'm fascinated by. Okay, ready? And mine seem to all be religious-based. Jehovah's Witnesses. I've told you before. They need a new marketing person. They're still sending these people out on bikes into neighborhoods when they could be reaching out, just like these campaign people. It could be like, hey, this is Jedediah. Would you like <laughs> Would you like to hear more about the word? I'm serious. I've told you, I think it is so ridiculous that they send these kids. It's unsafe out into these neighborhoods to walk up. It's 2021. People's neighborhood. Did I ever tell I told you the story one time. I was back in my bedroom. Oh, my gosh. Charlotte was a little girl, like probably like four or five. And there's this pounding and pounding and pounding on the door, and it wouldn't stop. It's like, you know, I thought it was like one of the neighbor kids. And I'm like, Charlotte, who keeps, then they start ringing the doorbell. So I'm like, who keeps ringing the damn doorbell? Because it was like so over the top. She's like, it's the ladies with the Bibles. I'm like, oh no. Back away, you said. Yeah. Well, she had opened the door and invited them in. Mm. They were in, like they were in the dining room. Did you learn anything? No, you just, you know, you tell them that, you know, you've got it all under control. Which didn't sound like it from the rear bedroom when I'm like. Who's ringing the damn doorbell? But you know what I mean. So the, yeah, I'm just fascinated. There's there's certain elements of society. Do they room together? Are we the Rockettes or the Mormons? The Rockettes. Mm. I don't know. Are their legs insured? Yes, I do know that from Lloyd's of London. I think all of their legs are insured. A lot of questions. I've got. One. I want to be embedded with the Rockettes. Do the Jehovah's Witnesses get to ride electric bikes? Now that those are things. We have questions. We'll do some research for the next episode of my second act. A lot of answers to these questions. Because I bet you're sitting and listening and saying, you know, I've always wanted to know that too. Do they wear pantyhose? The Rockettes or the Jehovah's Witnesses? The Rockettes. Yes, probably. All right. Gallery furniture in Gainesville. Right now, I, I need a new recliner. I've been pitching a new recliner for quite some time, and it's just a matter of time until I'm going to make the short drive to Gallery Furniture in Gainesville and buy a recliner because, um, listen, there's an entire warehouse showroom of furniture at gallery furniture uh recliners of all kinds they start at 269 right now you can save hundreds including i'm looking at this uh Bolster signature designed by ashley recliner donna look at this thing it's absolutely gorgeous here's it's got a power lift in the recliner and that's 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 kind of like when you go buy a new vehicle right now you insist that it has power windows. That's a given. Oh, yeah, that's right? a given. Right. Yeah. Auto start, eh, maybe mo- most have auto start these days, but you don't have to. You're not considered to be one of the dark ages if you don't have auto start quite yet. We're about there. But if, if you go into your neighbor's home and they don't have a power lift in their recliner, you're kind of like, you're judgmental. Mm, mm-hmm. mm. It's, uh, it's very easy to do. Gentle lift and tilt. You can, you can lift and tilt in this one. That's a bonus. Save uh, about 200 bucks right now. Tell Donna and Marilyn to go up there and ask for Caddy's recliner. All right. And you can get it several different colors. Uh, it's just a tick over a thousand bucks right now. And you will get years and years and years of comfort and entertainment while you are in your comfortable 
recliner power lift as you lift and you tilt. Now, can you lift and tilt at the same time? Uh, I'd go up there and test it out. See how that works for you. 1,600 Browns per trip, Gainesville. Voyager by Catnapper. Get a love seat, sofa, uh, combo, brandy, slate, or elk. Choose your color. 1629 is the price. Something for all your home needs right now. Locally owned and operated. We talk about the local businesses that we partner with. We do that for a reason because they need your love. And listen, the le- uh, the Wolfman legacy continues. Uh, Wolfman merch. Everything from coffee mugs to hoodies at askforthewolfman.com. The most disregarded warning label of all time is do not eat raw batter. I got a cooking tick, bacon tick, the other day. And I, I made some out of the box. I mean, let's not get crazy, but some some fudge brownies for the family. Mm-hmm. And I had never seen this warning before. I think I'd been told as a child to not eat the batter. Because you get worms. But listen, let me tell you something. I would, I would tongue a beater when I was a child. I would get a tongue sprain from working my tongue up into that beater that your mama would take off after she started mixing the, come on. I know, I did too. Eggs. I bet you've like fought Julie over it. Because there's only oh, two. I would run. There's only two beaters. And I would run your, with you. both of them. No, I'm not kidding. I would run, Jujana. I would run for my sister, Jujana. And I would run into the half bath, the guest bath, and I would lock the door. And I would eat those beaters and tongue just as quick as I could <laughs> and get all that I could. And then you walk out. And you're like that baby on Instagram that Maya, who got into the cookies, not me. You know, and they got, got chocolate. Chocolates. Yeah, yes, it's like that. You. Guilty. Mm. Guilty mm. as charged. Mm. I devoured these beaters. Mm. But I'd never seen the one. I know that I was told as a child, do not eat the banner. I'd never seen it on the box. And it was in red. And I put this on an Instagram story. And I had so many people that reached out. Because I said, this is a lie. I don't At, th- and people were saying it wasn't a lie? No, they agreed. Because I'd be dead right now. Oh, yeah. If you If you could be injured by eating raw batter. Yeah, I'd be dead. Well, now they saw they sell raw cookie dough in the um, at the grocery store that you can eat, like it's edible cookie dough. Kelly Bryant reached out. We always ate the batter. Best part of the cake. My mama let us eat anything. Sadly, she passed on the second. Okay, uh, thoughts and prayers and uh, are, are with you, Kelly, and, and your family. Uh, LOL, me too. <laughs> uh. K9Love22 just sends me some thumbs up emojis. Mm-hmm. And then I have one more here. The best thing ever. It is. It's the best part. I got more reaction. I got more interaction from that Instagram story than I have like in three years because I posted a photo of the back of the Duncan Hines box that said, do not eat raw batter in red. Yeah. Lie, liar, pants on fire. Have you had a tongue sprain? Is that even possible? I mean, You're I was working it. If you get a sprain, I was the same way. Tongue. Like, you know, and you would take that. I was, I had the like spoon and your batter last night. You know, you're just trying to get every last piece of the batter. It's the best part. Best part. I want to take a moment and let you make you aware of something that's happened in our community pretty recently. You may be familiar with the second podcast I do with a very different of mine, Officer Phil Ritchie, with the Alpharetta Department of Public Safety, the Alpharetta PD Police Department which is where we are at the media group where we record twice a week. This podcast is in Alpharetta, about 30 miles directly north of the city of Atlanta. Alpharetta officer Richie is uh, the handler for canine Raider. Raider is a 40 pound black lab and she does uh, drug tracking and, and narcotics and community relations. The Alpharetta canine team lost a German shepherd in the past few days, Carlo, K-A-R-L-O. Carlo's handler was Lieutenant Splawn. And 
when doing ride-alongs for the Caddy Wagon with Richie and Canine Raider podcast, since we started production and, and pre-planning back in the spring of 2020, often these ride-alongs are at night. And Lieutenant Splawn and Carlo, we would often have mirrored schedules. We, but, but Richie and Canine Raider, they would work in tandem and back one another up quite a bit. Canine Carlo went in over the holidays for a routine teeth cleaning and had an allergic reaction to the anesthesia. And Canine Carlo did not wake up. Very sad. Law enforcement canines, as they should be, are very much treated. Well, not very much. They are treated like law enforcement officers because they are. They put their lives on the line just like law enforcement officers do every day. They become part of these, uh, in canine language, alphas are the handlers, Okay. They live with, they being the dogs, they live with their alphas. They live with these kids that, you know, they, 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 the alpha has, and, and, and they're part of the family. They travel with them. You know, Canine Raider goes on vacation, camping with, with Officer Richie and his wife, Chelsea. And I know that Carlo did the same with the Spawn family. And it was devastating, especially, well, for so many different reasons, but there was no medical history. These dogs are fit. These dogs, these are working dogs, okay? These dogs work harder than any dogs around. They train weekly. They work out. Their health records, medical records, they're, I mean, everything. Again, there's an investment, not only financially, by the agency that they work for, but there's an expectation that the work they're going to do in the community is going to take drugs off the street. They're going to be able to recover and, and help those that are in, in, in trouble and, and, and are lost, whether mentally or, or literally lost with tracking. So to Lieutenant Splawn and the canine teams with the Alfreda Department of Public Safety, we send uh, our thanks for your service, buddy. Uh, this was a beautiful, beautiful, Carla was a beautiful dog, Donna. Beautiful I was German so sad. Shepherd. I was so About sad. Just so sad when you told me. And I, I said to you, it doesn't make it any easier. But I, I always say, and you kind of laugh at me, like I worry about Raider. I do. I worry because I'm a warrior anyway. And I, I just always, whenever I see her out, and you know, like if she's out in the community and she has on her police vest, it just it, it makes me so aware that while she is a cuddly, sweet little girl lab, she's also a working officer, like you said. And she can be put in harm's way. And the only thing that I said to you was I, in an odd way, I, I, it made me not, didn't make me feel better, but I, I could process it more and in, in, in a better way that I'm hoping that when he went in and had his teeth cleaned, he just didn't wake up, you know, from the anesthesia, it would break my heart to have these dogs involved in some sort of altercation you know where they're shot or and and that's happened that happened to one of the canine dogs where he um mattis was injured at one point in the line of duty and came back from it but that's the only like solace that i took from it was that maybe you know when when the dog had the teeth cleaned and they just didn't wake up from the anesthesia but it's just heartbreaking it's heartbreaking for a community like you said that they don't just see you know as a community we don't just see police canines as expendable Okay, well, that happened to that dog and you get a new dog. I mean, there's a lot of hours and time and training and love that goes into these dogs. And um, it's just heartbreaking, heartbreaking. So, yes, thinking about him and his family and the entire um, canine community. We'll take it from here. Canine Carlo, thank you for your service. 770-464-6024. Let's uh, communicate between episodes. Uh, If you got one more in you. 
next. I know you do. I know you got one more in your next episode. A round of You Can't Beat Jack. It's a 20-second pop culture trivia showdown. 770-464-6024. Reach out. Anything you got on your mind, comments, suggestions, or if you'd like to uh, to give it a roar. A roar. Roar with You Can't Beat Jack, which is now my record. Hang on. Is. Hang on. Seven and one. Seven and one. Yeah, and get excited about this. On the next episode uh-huh. of My Second Act, we will be debuting my Uh-oh. new feature, which is crap uh-huh. I bought on Instagram. All right. We'll, we'll block that. Yeah, just wait until episode. you hear about okay. the first item. Our thanks to executive producer Carl Appen. New episodes on Tuesday and Thursday of Cadillac Jack, My Second Act, part of the Appen Podcast Network. Uh-huh.